Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. There's nothing special about being American. None of you can define for me what an American is. I am the nation. I was born on July 4th, 1776, and the Declaration of Independence is my birth certificate. The bloodlines of the world run in my veins because I offered freedom to the oppressed. I am many things and many people. I am the nation. I am 200 million living souls and the ghost of millions who have lived and died for me. I am Nathan Hale and Paul Revere. I stood at Lexington and fired the shot heard around the world. I'm Washington, Jefferson, Patrick Henry. I'm John Paul Jones, the Green Mountain Boy, Davy Crockett. Coming to you from the D-Tom Studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America. Your host, Don Q. How's everybody doing out there today? It is Friday, April 14th, 2023. It's been a great week, and it's Friday. Let's rock. guys how's everybody doing out there today like i said it's friday april 14th halfway through the month already boy this year's already kind of flying through flying through flying by it's flying wherever it's going and however it's getting there it's flying all right so it's been a rough show to try and get some stuff together trying to go in a little bit of a different direction obviously we're going to touch on some of the stuff that everyone else is talking about, but I want to try and make a, a different connection to the story. So, before we get into things, guys, a couple things. Whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, please, please subscribe to the show, follow the show. If it's uh, Apple or Spotify, one of the different podcast apps that you can leave a review or a rating, please do so, preferably a five-star and then, even equally as important, please share this with your friends, and uh, just keep the go- keep everything going. Keep let's keep this train rolling, and hopefully it doesn't hit any semis in the train tracks, right? <laughs> and uh, also on, if you're on social media, uh, follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Don't Train on America. Also on the Ticker Talker, and uh, yeah, if you want to follow the show on Twitter, it's dtom underscore seventeen seventy five. And uh, if you're not on the social media platforms, that's fine. We hold no grudges. Uh, you can find us on the interweb at www.don'ttreadonamerica.com. On any of those platforms, you can uh, email the show. You can reach out to us. 
You can message us. Um, subscribe to the website. I won't spam you. You won't get a bunch of crap. Um, but you will be able to reach the show. And um, the reason I'm, I emphasize this is I'm actually going to do a story involving what else? The Second Amendment. But this particular first article was sent to me by a uh, one of the listeners of the show. And uh, his name's Eric Foster. He lives in Spain. So he, uh, he's been sending me a lot of stuff. And uh, this this particular article, I, me and Chris were actually doing some other research. And this, <laughs> oddly enough, he sent this to us uh, yesterday, I believe it was. And uh, <clears throat> I was like, well, this will work with everything else that I have here. So I'm going to get into that in just a second. But before we do, let's not forget about our other sponsors of the show, Christian Lawson Watches. Check them out at ChristianLawson.com. Use promo code DTOM at the checkout. Get 30% off your purchase price. All right. So, let's see what we got here. Of course, I'm going to get an advertisement, so let's click that. There we go. All right. So, essentially, they're coming for our guns. One way or the other, if you haven't noticed... Especially, and I'm I'm talking to the folks that live here in this country now. I'm not exactly sure how everything is in other countries. I know gun laws are a little little tighter in most other countries. So I'm really going to focus. This is an American thing. Uh, We have the Second Amendment for now, and um, with this president, they're coming. They're coming for our guns. And they're and it's not necessarily the evil ARs or the semi-automatic, you know. Because if you know anything about guns, pretty much every gun, technically, by definition, is a semi-automatic. And even if you take revolvers and shotguns out of that definition, pretty much everything else is a semi-automatic. If you have a gun, whether it's a handgun, a rifle, a deadly AR, a killer AK-47 that takes a cartridge, a magazine, and that magazine holds 7, 8, 10, 12, 30 bullets, and it's one squeeze of the trigger and one bullet, that's semi-automatic. So, don't let their verbiage fool you when they talk about the words they say. If, you, if you've noticed, anytime any of these fools talk, they focus around the deadly AR and uh, weapon, weapons of war and these things shouldn't be on the street. But they always throw the key word in there, semi-automatic, which means just about everything. And when they talk about um, weapons of war, well, uh, for those of you that don't know, (laughs) in the Army and the Marines and the Navy, not sure about the Air Force, I don't know they have guns. No, I'm joking. But um, not only do they carry, well, they don't carry AR-15s, but not only do they carry uh, similar guns, They also carry what people in the military call a sidearm. So they might carry a Beretta or a SIG. Um, Remington, 
what whatever the choice of gun is, they carry a nine millimeter or forty five or whatever. So I guess by their definition of weapons of war, even though an AR fifteen is not a weapon of war, that is not a gun used on the battlefield. AK forty sevens, I guess technically are not that our military uses those, but other militaries around the world do. But regardless, technically, by their, like I said, by their verbiage, just about every gun you have is a weapon, quote-unquote, of war. So, if you're one of these people that's on the fence about about uh, gun, you know, uh, a weapon, uh, I'm sorry, I lost my, my thought there. <laughs> a uh, AR-15 ban or whatever, assault weapons ban. That's the word I was looking for. They're they're very vague in their verbiage because assault is a is a action. It's not a noun. So it's a situation of any gun technically could be an assault weapon. Any gun, for the most part, would be considered a weapon of war. And most of those same guns are assault or uh, semi-automatics. So therefore, by their definition, just about every gun that you have, if you have guns, would be banned. So if you're a person that doesn't have an AR-15 or an AK or whatever, and you feel that, yeah, well, maybe the riot, maybe all you need is a shotgun or, you know, like a, a rifle of some sort, maybe not a, a, a deadly AR or whatever, and maybe you just need like a revolver or something like, you know, you still have a gun. What does it matter? It, what matters is, is that's not what the Second Amendment was wrote about. It's not about having specific or particular guns. It has, it's about all guns, all arms. The Second Amendment is already restricted more than it should be anyway. The framers of the Constitution specifically wrote to bear arms. People, you get on Twitter, you get on whatever different situations, and they'll argue the fact that since we have a an army, that that is what the Second Amendment was written for, a regulated militia. Okay, newsflash. <laughs> the Second Amendment was written after... <laughs> the Revolutionary War was fought. It's not like they were writing it as they were fighting, or before they were fighting, for that matter, because technically, <laughs> we had an army during the Revolutionary War. Okay? So that that reasoning is, is stupid. For you to sit here and say, oh, well, in the, in the Constitution, in the Bill of Rights, when they wrote that, um, you know, the Second Amendment is, is about creating a militia, because we didn't have an army. Well, who the fuck you thought? <laughs> who won the war? Who won the Revolutionary War? Was it just... I know we had Minutemen. I know that existed. But there was an army. Okay? It also is key. And I, I've read this to you guys before. It's key on the comma. You have to know how to, you know, read. I guess. Essentially. So a, a well-regulated militia, here I can't even read, a, a well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. Okay, we'll stop there. People argue that 
that line is the militia is a standing army is being necessary to secure a free state. Once again, when this was written, the country already existed. The Constitution was 1789, right? We declared our independence in 1776. The country already existed, albeit not very long, but nonetheless. We already had an army. The word militia has nothing to do with military. The militia is more along the lines of the Minutemen, so to speak. Okay? Back in these days, we didn't have a full-fledged navy. So we used the government, people, militias, military, or uh, naval militias to help monitor the waters around the country. Or, you know, around the colonies. Or, I guess it was country at this point, but nonetheless. So, essentially, you might live in a state who has a militia. Like, Florida has the Florida militia. I think Texas has a militia. And it's a a state-organized militia. I mean, the state also has a National Guard, but this is different from that. Now, all 50 states have a National Guard, but not all 50 states have a militia. But regardless of that, comma, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, right? So the right of the people, me, you, your neighbor, to keep and bear arms, to keep your gun and bear it. Not constitutional carry, not, or not uh, concealed carry, not keep it in your glove compartment with the magazine out and nothing loaded and you got to have three steps to get to it. Nothing like that. Shall not be infringed. So infringed. Okay. Well, well, when that was written, you know, all they had was muskets. It's not like you could own a cannon. Okay, yeah, actually you could own a cannon back then. If you had the money to own a cannon, you could own a cannon. So ideally, this was written so that people like me and you could own a bazooka, a mortar round, a, you know, a, a mortar fire, a tank if you had the money, a Hummer if you had the money, an F-14 if you had the money. Ideally, you should be able to own that stuff. But we can't because they have already infringed on our right to do that. You should be able to carry your weapon wherever you go. You know, as long as you're not a felon and you're not a, a lawbreaker, if you're just a, if you're a upstanding citizen, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to do that. And if you had the money, there's no reason why you shouldn't be able to own a tank or a Hummer or whatever. So it's already being infringed on. This is just trying to be the next step. Now, you might be asking the question, okay, Don, where are we going with this? We've already talked about the Second Amendment. I, okay, I get that. So this article was sent to me by Eric. And it goes a little something like this. So, so on March 27th, right, 23, we had the, as the, as the writer writes it, so I'm going to read it as it's written. An alleged mass shooting occurred at the Covenant School 
a private Presbyterian church in uh, America, uh, Paracollo School, I don't know, Green Hills, neighborhood in Nashville. Former student local resident Audrey Elizabeth Hale, 28, said to have killed three children, three adults, and was killed by two uh, responding Metropolitan Nashville Police Department. Um, originally announced as a woman by the police, it was asserted that Haley identified as a transgender and used he, him pronouns. Now, in this article, there's uh, pictures of the of the of this person coming through the school. Now, I think what what the writer here is trying to allege, and that's why I think he wrote alleged mass shooting, was um, as you look through the pictures, and if and I and oddly enough, as I recall seeing the footage of the officers coming into the school and shooting and killing her. Um, you didn't see anybody. Now, granted, at this point, this girl's going around shooting people. I get it. But when she first walks in the school, for the most part, no one knows that there's a shooting going on. She's not blasting down the hallway, just randomly shooting off rounds. So, it it does beg the question. She walks by the office. There's no one there. She walk, you know, so I kind of understand where he's going, and I'm not trying to get too conspiratorial you know with the shoes and these different things you've probably already seen of course you got the numerology which we talked about the three you know three adults three kids the address was 33 33 teachers in the school blah 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 I'm I'm not going to worry about numerology um but essentially I'm gonna keep reading here so you also you had the lady uh who was um I think her, her kid was involved in the Highland Park shooting and just happened to be in um, in uh, Nashville when this happened. You know, so you got the reusing of crisis actors. But I, I think it's essentially what this person is trying to say is that this was a false flag. Now, what would be the point of of that? Why would we want to have false flag shootings now shootings happen every day i shouldn't say shootings but mass shootings happen every day in this country if you live in illinois chicago or even if you just live in illinois you probably hear about it more than we hear about it in chicago uh if you live in around in around washington dc if you live in and around california you know in L.A. or San Fran, uh, just Detroit, hell, I don't know. Most of these cities have probably, tech by definition, one mass shooting every other week. And I'm probably being generous by saying that. So why don't we focus on those? The only time we even hear about those is when... This type of stuff happens. Louisville, Nashville. And it's like, we have to get these weapons of war off the street because people are getting killed every day. Right. But um, you're not focused on that until something like this happens. So I think we've brought this up. I know we've brought this up. And I, and I think a lot of people are starting to get to this point when you talk about these types of mass shootings uh, pick pick one 
you know, Sandy Hook, Las Vegas shooter, Parkland, Orlando, uh, you know, uh, Colorado, uh, Buffalo, so on and so on and so on, right? Now, I'm just naming a few off the top of my head, but like I said, if you, wherever you might live in this country, there was probably a mass shooting this past weekend. I'm just saying. I mean, it's, it's, I, I get it. It sucks. But most of those mass shootings are done by people that probably shouldn't have guns, um, are not, you know, didn't go to the gun store and buy a gun. Um, hell, we had a shooting here, for example, in, in Florida that you may or may not have heard of. And this was in North Florida. It was up in Ocala area. And uh, <laughs> the perpetrators were, the, I think the main ringleader was 12. And I think there was three people killed. So I, by definition, a mass murder. Now, they weren't all killed at the same spot. It wasn't like one shooting. I, it, at, at, initially, they were thinking of more of a serial killer because it was the three individuals killed were acquaintances and cars and such and such and such. But, you know, kudos to the sheriff up there in Marion County. He, uh, a reporter, yells out, you know, would gun laws have changed this? He's like, what gun laws? We, we have gun laws. This was a 12-year-old and a two 15-year-olds. This isn't, you know, they broke into a car and they stole the person's gun. You know, they didn't obtain the gun legally. So when, when we talk about mass shootings around the country, or I say, I should rephrase it. We, I should say when you don't talk about the mass shootings in Chicago, Detroit, in L.A., San Fran, Pittsburgh, you know, wherever. Like I said, we don't talk about those. Now, you probably hear about it in those particular cities, but we don't hear about it everywhere. Because those were, they don't, I don't know how I'm trying to phrase this. None of this really affects all of us. It just affects the people involved. They, they're trying to do this to set a narrative. Whether this is a false flag or just another random event that they're using to come and get our guns. And the reason I say that is this. So Chris found this video. And this is... Um, World, I don't know. I don't know the the uh, the com you know what what news agency this is. But regardless, I'm going to play this and um, and just listen to what this gentleman says. A Marine, Lance Corporal, named Jeff Seeger, stationed at 29 Palms Marine Base in California, sent a letter to the New American Magazine describing a combat arms survey that asked Marines if they would be willing to fire on U.S. citizens who resisted gun confiscation measures. Lance Corporal Seeger was one of several hundred who had combat experience in recent deployments abroad. They were mustered in a mass hall to take the 46-question survey. It was administered by U.S. Navy Lieutenant Commander Ernest Guy Cunningham, who was working on a master's thesis dealing with the deployment of U.S. military units under foreign command as part of a U.N.-supervised mission abroad. Marines were asked about their willingness to serve under the operational command of foreign military officers and if they would be willing to swear an oath of allegiance to the United Nations. But the final question was positively thermonuclear. 
Quote, the U.S. government declares a ban on the possession, sale, transportation, and transfer of all non-sporting firearms. A 30-day amnesty period is permitted for those firearms to be turned over to the local authorities. At the end of this period, a number of citizen groups refuse to turn over their firearms. Consider the following statement. I would fire upon U.S. citizens who refuse to resist confiscation of firearms banned by the U.S. government. End quote. Even in that pre-internet era, news of the 29 Palms Combat Arms Survey went viral through fax networks, talk radio, and word of mouth. Lieutenant Commander Cunningham was accused by many as promoting civilian disarmament or the transfer of the U.S. military to U.N. control. In fact, he supported neither of these objectives. Instead, he was using his survey to determine the extent to which such policy choices would have the support of military personnel who had served in combat abroad. So there's a situation where this was pre-internet, okay? But if if this at you know if this general whatever it was was uh, put this survey together out of curiosity, and this was probably forty years ago, okay? Why why do you think that wouldn't take place? Now, so you have a situation where Biden's, you know, ATF, DOJ, these people are being uh, weaponized to come after us, the IRS, all these different agencies in, in some form or fashion. So this is a, a I think he's a mayor, he's a city manager or something here in Missouri. And uh, this was the other day. He's out front. And uh, I want, I'm going to play this. Uh, I'll probably talk over it a little bit because I want to get to the point, let him finish what he has to say, and then I want you to hear what the sheriff has to say. All right, very good. Good afternoon. Thank you for uh, coming this afternoon to the Camden County Courthouse for this press conference. Uh, I have with me First District Commissioner James Gohagen, Second District Commissioner Don Williams, and Sheriff Camden County, Tony Helms. Um, on Tuesday, April 4th, I was made aware of emails sent by the ATF to our Planning and Zoning Department. The emails requested information about current FFL holders pertaining to their zoning and business licensing. Camden County was the first state in, or the first county in the state and possibly the first county in the country that passed the Second Amendment Preservation Act, passed an ordinance stating we do not recognize the unconstitutional bureau known as the ATF, that under anti-commandeering doctrine, members of Camden County are not to assist any federal agency in the enforcement or application of so-called firearms laws and rules. Furthermore, Missouri passed the Second Amendment Preservation Act which also prohibits government employees from assisting the federal government in any of their requirements or attempts to enforce federal firearm laws or any application thereof. Soon after reviewing the emails in question, I sent an email to all office holders reminding them of the precepts of the Second Amendment Preservation Act and that any future inquiries should be sent to my office. I also penned the following letter in response to the ATF inquiry. 
of the ATF. You sent to our planning and zoning department requesting information about citizens of Camden County and their zoning and licensing status were forwarded to me for review. Under the anti-commandeering doctrine, Camden County was the first county in Missouri and possibly the country to pass an ordinance prohibiting any county employee from assisting your unconstitutional agency in violating the rights of our citizens, God-given, constitutionally protected right to keep and bear arms. As well, Missouri passed the Second Amendment Preservation Act having a $50,000 penalty for assisting the federal government in the enforcement of unconstitutional firearms infringements. Therefore, I construe any attempt to receive information about our citizens pertaining to firearms as an attempt to coerce our employees to break Missouri law. You may consider this letter as a response to your probe. Signed by myself, First District Commissioner James Gohagan, Second District Commissioner Don Williams, our County Attorney Jeff Green, Kendra Hicks, the County Treasury, and Sheriff Tony Helms. So that would be a little pause here. He's going to ask about the people who can get the copy at the office. This was just last week. That's all I have at this time. I would ask either of the commissioners if they would say anything. One guy is, nah, I'm good. The other guy is like. I think the only thing the ATF is good at really is murdering innocent dogs. And we don't want you in Camden County, and I think we've made that pretty clear. That's all I've got to say. So then he's going to go to the sheriff here. No, I'd just like to kind of reiterate what the presiding commissioner said, that I think we're all here to stand for our Second Amendment constitutional rights. And as the sheriff, I will defend those. Thank you. Now, I think my question is this. Camden County, Missouri, yeah, clap it up. Bravo. My question is this. Where are the rest of y'all at? The sheriff, you heard what he said. Where are the rest of the sheriffs at? Now, I think the county I live in, in Florida, now we don't have something like this, not that I'm aware of, but I know our sheriff here has said similar things to this sheriff. But where are the rest of you guys? Now, granted, I know that throughout this country, you're not going to get, I don't know how many sheriffs or counties there are for that matter. But I think what we're looking at is one more faction of division because they know, they know that the majority of the people that own guns, especially the people that own multiple guns, are people like you and me. Okay? Now, that's not to say that libtards don't own guns. We just had two mass shootings in Nashville and Louisville by two fucking freak show libtards. Right? So, that, like I said, it's not to say that those people don't own guns. But, I'm saying the majority of the people that own guns are people like us. Um, this is beyond a government takeover of our Second Amendment or our freedoms or our liberties. This is about something more sinister. And 
I can't help but wonder why. So Chris sent me this. Now, this was from back, um, I don't know if, let's see, this is probably last year because this is around the time that Beto O'Rourke had interrupted Texas governor when he was doing a press conference because at the time uh, Abbott was running for re-election, Beto O'Rourke was running against him, and he butted in. But this is, um, I think this is from MSNBC. This is just two, I don't know who the two gentlemen are. One was the anchor and one was the guest. But just listen to what the anchor has to say about guns and uh, gun confiscation. A huge part of it is just like there's a lot of people, just voters, who don't want there to be gun restrictions. And a lot of them live in Texas. And the degree to which like this thing that we have that we see where we make the sacrifice to Moloch, you know, every so often um, is a deal with the devil that it seems to me that like an a discomforting number of people are okay with. So, well, we're sacrificing the Moloch. We're making a deal with the devil. So, what's what's really going on with all of this? I don't know, but I'll say this, guys, <laughs> gals. It, it's coming. It's coming, and that's one aspect of what's what's happening and what's going to happen they have to have us disarmed why because they know like okay look what's going on in paris right now okay those people are not armed but look at the amount of protesters taking it to the street so to speak millions of people protesting now mind you that sure shit didn't stop macron from passing the law, he said, I don't give a fuck about y'all, essentially. But imagine, <laughs> to quote John Lennon, right? Imagine if those people were armed, right? I'm not insinuating that French people should get armed and take over the country. I'm not saying that. I'm saying, imagine if they were. Okay. Imagine if we are not. Look at the shit they're passing with us being armed. Because, I mean, essentially, we're just a bunch of... We, we just... What do we do? I'm here talking. I'm running my mouth. Just like every other loudmouth um, <laughs> podcaster in, the, in this country. Oh, no matter what side of the aisle you're on. But what are we really doing? You know? But believe you me, as bad as it might be, or we think it is, we lose our guns. It's This is nothing compared to what it could be. And now I'm going to go into this whole uh, airman being arrested. So we heard the other day the... Uh, we were talking about the uh, Pentagon leaks. I talked about this last week when this broke, um, where where someone had leaked Pentagon uh, Pentagon Pentagon um, documents about the war in Ukraine, and given the true numbers of how many Russian soldiers have died in actuality versus how many Ukrainian soldiers have died, and uh, how much ammunition, how much stuff is 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 gone. 
And then also I think there was something in there about um, uh, Zelensky, you know, taking some of that money, which I think I even talked about a few months ago. And I was doing the whole Sam Bankman-Fried situation. Um, but one of the most important things in that was that it was put out in this Pentagon leak that there's American troops on the ground fighting with Ukrainian soldiers. And I'm not talking about random dudes that went to Ukraine like on a mercenary-type situation. I'm talking legitimate American soldiers. Now, if that's true, which I haven't heard uh, our government, Biden, whoever, come out and say that it's not true. They're just pissed that this stuff's been leaked. Does that put us at war with Russia? If, if American soldiers are there and shooting weapons at Russian soldiers, then I would say, yeah, right? But I've, I've heard a couple different things. So I'm going to read this real quick, and then I'm going to give you some, some theories around what's going on. Okay, so Jack uh, Teixeira is a member of the Massachusetts uh, Air National Guard. Now, if you've seen this kid's picture, and I say kid because he's 21, he literally looks like he's in junior ROTC, like in high school. Like, they say he's 21, but, you know, I would say 12. Uh, was arrested by FBI agents at a residence in North Digton, uh, Massachusetts, on Thursday. The arrest was made by, in relation to a collection of classified documents that had been leaked online over the past few months. The FBI had been following the lead online for the last few days. Teixeira managed to manage a Discord group with over where over 100 confidential uh, documents were shared, ranging from information on Ukraine to intelligence gathering from spying on allies. One of Teixeira's friends on Discord spoke about his final moments before being arrested, and yada, yada, yada. So I think the biggest question, and I'm going to play two clips from two different people, but when I saw this kid's picture, and, and mind you, it's not like he's a you know, a three-star general or he's a, a a major or, you know, he's some kind of a commissioned officer. He's a 21-year-old, I don't know what his rank is, but he's a member of the Massachusetts, <laughs> Massachusetts Air National Guard. It's not like he's in the Air Force or the Marines or the Navy or he's in the National Guard of a state. So you have to ask the question, number one, and I've yet to really hear anyone mention this, how did he do this? Regardless of what he leaked, how much of it and, how, and whatever, where did he get the information, number one? Is he a hacker? I mean, that hasn't even been said. But um, I think it was leaked, leaked out over like a Minecraft um on this discord thing. And, um, <laughs> and I, and I'm going to give you my thoughts on who this kid is and, and why maybe he was picked on or chosen. But, um, we came across this, this is off of, uh, judge 
Napolitano, I think is how you say his name. Um, and the gentleman who's who you're going to hear speaking for the most part, he's former CIA Larry Johnson. And I think what he has to say is, is pretty interesting. This is a coordinated media strategy. This is a disinformation campaign. The documents are real. I'm not saying that the documents are fabrications. They are not. But this cover story that's been manufactured to explain how these documents came to be produced, it just falls apart. It most simply falls apart based upon one document in that mix, which is listed as CIA Operations Center report, top secret. I worked in the CIA Operations Center. I helped prepare those reports. That's an internal CIA document. No one on a U.S. military base anywhere in the world will have access to that kind of document for starters. And is this CIA feeding garbage to their friends in the American and British media? Put it above the CIA. This is elements connected to the Office of the Director of National Intelligence, because that's the one place where you can bring together CIA, FBI, NSA, DIA, all the key elements. They are the one place in the U.S. government where you can assemble all this material. And the way this thing was so neatly packaged up, you know, until I saw that CIA document, I was inclined to believe that this was simply the act of a whistleblower wanting to flag the problems about the public discrepancy between what Lloyd Austin, the Secretary of Defense, and Mark Milley, the Chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff, the lies they were telling in public, as opposed to the actual reality of what they were being briefed on uh, and secret and top secret briefings every day. This information was leaked with a variety of purposes to prepare the U.S. public for the crash landing that's going to take place with respect to U.S. foreign policy, the crash landing in Ukraine, the crash landing in China. There's no way that some National Guardsman who's doing TDY at Fort Bragg would have access to that. And I'm, I'm not basing that upon what happened to me 40 years ago. For 23 years, up until about three years ago, I worked in these skiffs, and I still have friends that do who are retired CIA and retired NSA and, and retired FBI, and I talked to them, and they're still seeing the material. None of them, none of them have seen anything like this, particularly that CIA Operations Center document or the FISA document. They have complete access to the high side, the top secret side. They have special access programs, SAP clearances. So that's why I say this thing is too tidy a package. This has been wrapped up nice and neatly. This is like an episode of Law and Order. So I think he's insinuating that this kid was a, a patsy. And I think the sentiment is is growing because, like I said, who is this kid? They they didn't. I mean, they didn't come out and say that this to share a kid was a hacker and he hacked into the database and da 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 da. They simply said he leaked this information. Yet no one has asked the question to people of significance. We can I can ask you and this guy can ask that guy and the next person I can play, but. Why don't we ask the people that should be able to answer the question, where did this kid get the information from? That's what this gentleman was trying to make a point of. Is the only way that could have been possible, because it was a CIA document, was from the intel 
people, right? So was this was this leak legit? Um, maybe I'm gonna just let me put it this way. Maybe this kid, I must say kid because he's 21. My kids are older than him, so he's a kid. Maybe he did find this stuff. Maybe someone gave him this stuff. Maybe. And he just was trying to be cool and was like, look at this shit I got. I'm going to put this out. But it took the government three months to even realize it was out there. Um, could this be another red flag event to do a couple of things? Maybe... This will be a way to kind of back out of the Ukraine war before we get too deep into it. Or could it be something else? And I'm going to play this next clip and I'm going to give you my reasons. I'm going to need a lot more information about the situation before I'm willing to hang this guy or even say that he's guilty. Um, I talked to a few people today who are in the security arena who have clearances about this kind of situation and they think it's kind of weird. Um, you remember when Benghazi happened and there was a security breach and it was the administration's fault and they were requesting security for the embassy, it never came. And then all of a sudden there was a terrorist attack and a, a, people were killed, including the U.S. ambassador, and they arrested a filmmaker oh, randomly yeah. and said it was a YouTube video problem yeah. and they lied. So I'm not really sure I believe what they're telling us about this situation, given that this information that John Kirby essentially said was, that was, was authentic by berating the press for reporting on it. Mm -hmm. um, all of a sudden, President Biden's strategy in Ukraine, which he's been saying is working, gets revealed as failing because the Ukrainians are going to run out of ammunition in May. They're not winning against Russia, as we've been told that they are. And now all of a sudden, they've tracked down an IT guy, <laughs> a reservist in Maryland, to say that he's the one who did it. I mean, I just think that there's going to be a lot more to the story. Mm -hmm. And given the fact that they have lied about this, that the Afghanistan Papers, which is a great book by Craig Whitlock, revealed that for decades they were lying to us about the progress of the war. It's the same pattern. And so while we're talking about the guy who possibly did this, we're not talking about what the information revealed, which is that the government has been telling us one thing and the reality on the ground is quite different. Okay. Yeah, we're skipping past that. We're skipping past the fact that what these documents, you're not, they're not even denying that the documents are real. So they're obviously real. They're pissed that the kid supposedly did this. Now, I did see this. And, this, and, and I have one more story to read that kind of brings this together. But someone I saw on Twitter made a good point. Could this be another situation? That's where I'm going with the red flag event, where you see the mass shootings and there's mass shooting here, mass shooting there. We got to get your guns, right? Um, like she said, Benghazi resulted in a YouTube filmmaker being arrested, which the, had nothing to do with that person's video. But I think it also ended up having YouTube. So Benghazi, that was 10 years or what was that, 11? So 12 years ago. Um, that you had, um, 
restrictions like it, it allowed youtube to place restrictions like now on youtube you say the wrong thing you do the wrong thing you get demonetized right and which you fall into a you fall out of i guess i should say of, of an algorithm it allowed them to be able to do that um so with mass shootings obviously is a point to come and get your guns what if this kid leaked this top secret documents not document but mints plural meaning more than one uh, more than a hundred <laughs> on a discord channel through a poke uh, not pokemon what was it minecraft video game chat situation what do you do where do you do all that stuff online right on your computer on your phone on your whatever well what are they trying to pass right the restrict act you know the the quote unquote ban TikTok act, which has nothing to do with TikTok, is your internet access and your uh, internet IP addresses and what you're looking at and what you're searching and who you're talking to and what you're talking about. That's what the Restrict Act is. What this kid supposedly did, regardless of the the ramifications of the documents that he leaked, regardless of that. He did it through the the internet, right? So, much like 9-11 caused the Patriot Act, and much like mass shootings, they want to come and get your guns. This is one more thing to push the Restrict Act through. And you're going to hear morons on both sides of the aisle. This isn't a Democrat thing. You're going to hear these idiots in Washington whether they have an R or D next to their name, push this Restrict Act, or they'll call it the TikTok Ban Act. And they're going to still push it on that TikTok and China is doing whatever. And it has, and I like I told you in the show the other day, this has nothing to do with TikTok per se. I mean, it, it kind of does, and that's why they're focusing on TikTok, but it's not the reasons they're telling us it has nothing in my i don't know this to be true but in my belief is that it has nothing to do with china necessarily like i said if you guys did this or not i don't know but if you go to instagram type in france you're going to see the eiffel tower and you can see baguettes and you're going to see people walking down the street you go to tiktok type in france you can see all the bullshit that's going on in france and paris with all these protesters so i think it's a control thing but more importantly, this Restrict Act has nothing to do with TikTok, but it has to do with your server, with your IP address, and what you look at. Now, if you listen to other podcasts, you'll hear these, these other podcasts where they'll, they might have a sponsor of a VPN of some sort. You know, I don't, I don't know all the names, but an encrypted VPN where that means you can be at home on, the, on, your, on your computer looking at whatever, as long as you're on this VPN, this encrypted VPN, it'll, it, they won't know it came from your house. Okay? In that Restrict Act, it makes those things illegal. Now, why would they care for those things to be illegal? Because they want to be able to see where you're coming from and what you're looking at. Guys, it's just one more thing that this government or these elites, or whoever it is that they're trying to do, okay? But the crazy thing about all of this 
is whatever and however he got these. Well, that's not good. <laughs> I thought I lost my computer there. Whatever and however he got these documents. Um, what the freak? There. The Russia Russia's Pacific fleet's placed on high alert. For and now it's supposed to be for drills, but it just broke today. This broke just broke an hour before I came to to record this. Um, where? Why are they on um, high alert? Why are they doing these drills? And you can say, "Oh, well, Ukraine, blah blah blah." In the Pacific, that has nothing to do with Ukraine. That's a they're they're flexing right now because of whatever was or wasn't said in those documents. God bless it. I'm going to have to cut this short because something's going off my computer here. I do not know what the hell's going on, but I don't want to lose the show. So, with that being said, guys, I'm going to have to go ahead and back out because I'm about to lose everything. And I don't know what the hell is going on. That's weird. I'm sitting here talking about the government and now my computer goes out. I don't even know if you guys are hearing this. All right, so I was able to recover, but I'm going to have to end the show here. I don't know what's going on with my computer. It's just weird here. I'm talking about VPNs and and wanting to know what you're talking about, what you're looking at. So I'm going to have to talk real fast. So just follow me here real quick, guys. Please subscribe to the show, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on. Please share this with your friends. Uh, please follow us on social media at Don't Tread on America. And I will talk to you again on either Sunday or Monday. I'm going to probably do the show one of those two days. But if you're following the show, you subscribe, you'll know. Uh, thank you guys for everything you're doing. And uh, keep on doing it. I'll talk to you guys again later. Thanks.